Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, a podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and I am live from my point of view with Mr. Brent and Forrest. We are all in the same room in Las Vegas, and it's beautiful in Las Vegas. It's not snowing. Well, I would go that far. I don't have to walk through you know snow like because i have to park 10 blocks away from where i live it's incredible there's parking lots for the parking lots in las vegas and i'm really grateful for that and first time you said it and with me is brenton forrest literally yeah yes i am with you literally and we have no adjectives thank god no No adjectives adjectives. we're just ourselves this is you know our first episode of 2020 we don't need adjectives we were actually just talking about I wrote short stories for some reason several <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And um, one of our old friends, I showed it to him and he said, I really liked it. You just had too many adjectives. <laughs> I, uh, so, you know, I figured in 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 honor of that friend, uh, we're, you know, this episode, we're not going to use adjectives. We we retain the right to use them in the future, though, yes, uh, just sure. for this for this episode. We're not doing it. So we run out. And so this is how this is kind of a trailer. We wanted to do a state of the podcast. For 2020 kind of let you know what we're planning we wanted to kind of go over our favorite parts of uh, 2019 it's been an incredible year you've been incredible listeners and we're so grateful we've gotten so much good feedback you know on the on the podcast and it's been really we've been very very grateful and so we just want to let you know what 2020 is going to look like so few decisions we've made first we used social media and the one thing we already knew is that social media is kind of maybe the devil. It might yeah, be the yeah. devil. It might be yeah, the premier certain. It might be the premier demonic stronghold. I feel there's definitely like Twitter's got a demon. Facebook's got a demon. You need there's a lot a of front to defeat it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a Snapchat demon. There's a probably a new demon for that. What's that vine ripoff one? Oh, I can't uh, even remember the, the TikTok. TikTok. Yes. There's definitely a TikTok demon. I know that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so we've decided no more social media. We're not doing it. It fills us with just, it deadens our souls and we can't even, you know, it's, we're just, you know, we're crumbling into dust as we use more and more social media. So we're not doing it anymore. And so any kind of like news, any kind of like images, I know y'all love Brent's pictures. He finds the best ones. You'll still be able to get that. We're going to kind of condense our internet life onto our Patreon page. You can either go to patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary or you'll be able to just go to nondearcallitordinary.com and any kind of news updates, all the blog posts we're going to do, any kind of fun images we find, anything like that. All It's a one-stop shop for all your Nundare Call It Ordinary needs. And we're also not going to have our own website, really. We're, all, we're just putting it all on the Patreon, and you don't have to be a patron to get access to all those features. You know, if you go onto our Patreon page, you'll be able to like and comment on the blog posts. You'll be able to kind of create your, there's like a forum section on there. So for all of our listeners, if you want to talk about the topics on the episodes, if you want to suggest new kind of topics that we could cover, you can do that all on patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. Now that's, you know, who cares, right? Who cares? Oh, we've got principles. Oh, our souls are dying. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Waste of your time. So now let's talk about you because probably our biggest update is we are going from monthly bonus episodes to three bonus episodes a month and possibly four 
uh, for like, kind of like we're probably going to do a fourth outtake episode each month because we get a lot of outtakes because believe it or not, we're not very good at this. And so <laughs> they knew that we have a lot of we, we generate a lot of outtakes. And so more than likely, we'll move from monthly bonus episodes to weekly bonus episodes. So now for if you sign up to be a five dollar a month patron, you'll get four bonus episodes a week. And if we get any better, it might be three, but we'll let you know how that happens. So our first new episode will be out Tuesday, January 7th, and our first new bonus episode will be out Friday, January 10th. And then those will be our new kind of official release days. Tuesdays will be when our main episodes are released and Fridays are when our bonus episodes will be released. And so that is 2020. That is looking ahead you got to imagine the future. You have to visualize your future and your destiny. And that is how you achieve your goals. I read the secret over the weekend. <laughs> I was say, I have a That's vision board right it. behind me. Wow. And I, I'm checking it. I'm best friends with Oprah now. It's incredible. And so uh, our, our bank account's not showing that. <laughs> it's I, not I, showing that. I don't believe I mean, this at all. So <laughs> let me, let me, re, let me restate that. I visualized that I was best friends with Oprah. And so it's so true. true. Um, it she will doesn't, be true. Yes. <laughs> Well, no, it's true now. You're she manifesting just it right now. She doesn't know it yet. Oh, she doesn't know oh, okay. that we're best friends yet. We'll get there one step at a time going forward. No obstacles. <laughs> and so for the rest of today's episode, what we wanted to do is kind of look to the past. And we wanted to review our 2019 experience, what the highlights were for us. And so let's start with Brent. What were your highlights of 2019? So my favorite series was the series on the UFO series, the U yes, how to build a UFO, UFOs. not just UFO, how to build one, um, where we all were taught how to build a UFO. Um, that was my favorite series because Forrest joined the podcast that series. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say because it was the most constructive series because you actually got to learn I how to did. do actually something practical. The yeah. only time every sentence we used were truths. That's the only. The if only you remember, though, yeah, that episode ended with it's not. It's not, you know, it's just a spiritual guy at the end. The afterward was just like, no, this is not even. No, there was no need to yeah, build the no UFO build because yeah. our, um, like we had this very particular fate in yeah. store for us, right? Yeah, I forget so exactly it what it was. <laughs> it's like, now you know how to build something you shouldn't build. You don't need to build. So, you know, hey, it's still useful to know. I also like how it was, you know, the most complex design yeah. ever, yeah. but it was very simple. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts about it. But it was based on a perfect artist. So a perfect yeah, artist, perfect artist, Betty Luca made perfect. Who I would say is not perfect. If you look at the book, yeah, I like when Paul Potter would say, you know, it's not quite clear what Betty <laughs> is drawing here, but it's like, no, it, it's just <laughs> I, not clear. Well, actually, so. I thought the clearest part was the illustration with the uh, extraterrestrial shoes. If you remember the, <laughs> yes, shoes, oh, the remember shoes, shoes, which I think are actually, if you listen to our spiritual warfare um, episode, I think they're just the shoes of the gospel, the preparation. Of yeah, Christ, preparation of the gospel areas. That's yeah. probably what those aliens are wearing. It's all coming back. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, thing. there was the toroid shell and the ping pong ball. That's right. Uh, yeah, the chicken was, foot and the ping pong ball. The chicken that foot ping pong ball. The chicken foot. Gotta have one of those. You must use the flux capacitor at full throttle to have the photon energy flow through the toroid shell and out of the hull of the craft in order to create an anti gravity vortex compulsion wave. Direct quote. Direct basically, quote. Basically. basically it. Yeah, that was one of my favorites too. I actually have that as my first fondest memory just because Forrest, that's when Forrest mm -hmm. joined us and we were all, Brent and I were incredibly excited and um, it's, we, 
We shouldn't have been because he ruined the whole podcast. Oh. It's all going down. I was, I was about oh. to cry, but you know, now I'm it's oh, I'm just wasn't that like that was our first uh, and and Forrest's idea. He brought that idea to us. So that episode was the first one based. Well, I guess Book Revelations technically a book, but we based <laughs> we bo- we based uh, the whole it is episode. Technically, a book. I mean, you know, technically, it's in the if title. You go, of yeah, pure if madness, you go into but, the you know the book of technical definitions, you'll find the the revelation like technically a book. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, that was our first time we like went over a book, found all the juicy morsels. Went yeah, over. There was a lot of juicy morsels. And now they and a are lot of incomprehensible in the dumpsters of Salvation Army. So yeah, we threw it away. Yeah, threw which it away. is where trash, that book right well, well, Forrest, I actually still, I have to admit, actually, I still have my copy. I did too, yeah. actually. Forrest was the, the only one who actually went through and threw it away, which is, <laughs> I mean, the correct decision. I, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I only did it for a video on our what was it, Instagram, yeah. but. We don't have Instagram anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's now the uh, now that book was just wasted. But I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't available for free online with a PDF. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only I, I would I would have kept it because yeah. it's so beautiful. But as long as you don't use it for warmongery, I believe the book is totally free. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. the key. No warmongery. That's true. That yep. was it. You can't That's use it for neocons. Yep. I wonder if you could defend that in a court of law. Like if someone somehow did something with the book, like what if they threw the book at somebody and like as a war, like we're going to give the, the book's pretty big. We're going to buy a copy of the book for all our soldiers so they could throw it at the enemy. I wonder if like in a court of law, Paul Potter could say, Hey, I said not to use it for warmongering. I don't know if it'll hold up. I'm actually Yeah. I'm going to say no, no, I don't okay. think there's any statutes about that, about warmongering clause in uh, actual U S law. I think it's a non-binding agreement. Well, Forrest says no, you know, go to Patreon.com, go to our Patreon and like, let us know. Do you think that, we, that Paul Potter could uphold the no warmongery clause in his book? I would love to know what you think. Any lawyers listening, please. Yes, please. <laughs> and so, non-lawyers too. Let's get all the opinions. <laughs> why not? They're, they're all equally valid all, in this yeah. case. All right. What else? All you right, got? What, else? what, what else? else? What else? What uh, else? For me, I got the, um, you got another favorite. It's a clown college series. Oh, two parter, yeah. two parter. I went to multiple clown colleges and high school. Um, Jesus, even grade school. A lot of clowns uh, in my past. And lots of Jesus, too. A lot of Jesus clowns. Yeah. Um, and why are you not a clown? I'm, I'm pretty I, impressed. I, I let that out, go. I let go of my clownish ways, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's more fun. Well, I mean, when, when I was you, a clown, I thought I was a clown. <laughs> when you become That's an adult, you have to put away clownish things. Exactly. It's just part of, the, part of the process of growing up. And PragerU. We covered PragerU, which is not uh, still clown. And one of our bonus episodes from yeah. 2019 was College of the Ozarks, where yeah. Brent himself went. That's right. It's a tour through what some some experiences I went through, but then also um, some you know crazy murder drug cartel story that happened yeah. in the 70s. So that was, uh, was something incredible. that you'll listen to if you get to uh, you know donate to our. Patreon. I like how um, yeah. a Prager U was actually a clown college of clown colleges because Ooh. at least the other ones yeah were, were like brick and mortar yeah like places too. <laughs> places There's where you that. could get degrees. <laughs> But yeah, at Prager U, no, no, it's just that's just a fraud all the way through. Yeah, yeah all the way through. I, I my, at least they didn't have a diploma mill. That's true. That's like the low. That's the lowest. That's the that's clown true. college of the clown college of the clown college. Yeah, that's even <laughs> even Prager U has to look askance. Yeah, because I mean, what, I think the only thing better than getting a fake degree is not getting a degree at all. It's actually <laughs> that's true. You somehow have more somehow, education not yeah. having the diploma mill degree. <laughs> I think my favorite part of that College of the Ozarks bonus episode was because I this reminded me of my Texas community college experience where there were designated smoking areas kind of like behind the college so that when oh, yeah, people yeah. came 
to visit like all the, the you know degenerate smokers yeah. weren't like you know cl- you know clogging up your beautiful pristine campus you'd all be in, huddled in the back like rats yeah <laughs> like yeah. around the dumpsters no, because in in texas we had the designated smoking these yeah like, they were like little gazebos where we could all smoke and fucking kill ourselves great Good that's time. when you guys were cool this is before vaping yeah, and it was like a pleasant to be cool. around people that smoke <laughs> speaking of being cool actually another i should have mentioned this up top it's been by the time you're listening to this i've been a month nice. vape sober yeah. incredible I am just getting less and less cool as the years go on. So There's, Dylan, are you saying that the new media. vaping laws about taking the flavor out of the e-cigarettes worked? And they, I guess they yeah, did. You know what worked. else worked is losing my vape pen. That also <laughs> incredibly successful. I really enjoyed uh, Sherry Shriner. Oh, yeah. Mostly because it was just the because most, I wasn't on that one. I'm sure. Yeah, that is why. <laughs> I, I would say, wow, how much better, how crazy. much better is the podcast yeah, we, without Yeah, it's weird. We got price. like five like to ten times more downloads on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, the crypto one, it's weird. Where Brent is on. It's bizarre <laughs> how that works. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people are saying that the Dialethism bonus episode that only oh, Dylan shit. and I did because Brent is not. I was on that enough. episode, guys. But I was also not you, on this. You, oh, oh, he's learning. <laughs> See, he's learning. He said he, he said he didn't get it, but he just proved that he gets it. Yeah, exactly. Or do I? No, because it was the most patently stupid and false and clearly scammy thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It be, it goes a level beyond like all the other stuff that we've covered. It was just so clearly bullshit. Yeah. And it covered everything, didn't it? Like all the. Yeah. And she was selling those organ blasters, which were like oh, literally yeah. just like melted pieces of plastic. Yeah. The or- <laughs> and Taylor's when she was talking, it you could just tell she was making stuff up off the top of her <laughs> head. There was no pretense really? of having any kind of consistency in what she was saying. And I thought that was really impressive. It'd be like, and then, you know, Obama is a grandstander, but he's actually pretty bright. And he then, that's why he avoided the giants in Antarctica and all this. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? The giants, yeah, when she's describing the giants taking over, it was the most comical thing I've ever heard. So. I loved, yeah, Joe Biden, like there was like an earthquake somewhere and she thought Joe Biden got nuked. Yeah. I believe was one of her. Yeah. Because wow. my favorite part of the Sherry Shriner was her Patreon page for multiple yes, reasons. Yes, that is First the best of all, part. That was our first Patreon goal where we want we had to get more patrons than Sherry Shriner, who is no longer alive. And so it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, we have to be able to get deal. that. And we did beat that goal. Thanks to all of our patrons. But also her Patreon. I was like, I was going to check it out. She's got a Patreon page. That's just intrinsically funny. And just all of her content on there. I was like, that's that's the episode for me. <laughs> just yeah. so many, so much beautiful nuggets <laughs> of goodness on that. Just collected on that one site. It was really incredible. I actually had to watch and transcribe some YouTube videos, which is really painful. But <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite part, actually, of the whole Sherry Shriner thing was there were Aryan aliens that gave the Nazis weapons. And then there were the Greys that gave um, the United States and the Allies weapons. Oh. But we got it in Area 51 and we had to actually build Area 51 to receive it. But the Nazis got it through Shambhala, which yeah. is an, <laughs> like an ancient mythical city that doesn't exist. <laughs> And it's like, why do why do the Nazis get all the you know, the prestige, the pomp and circumstance, whereas we have to have the uh, the bullshit base that we had to build? I thought that was very yeah. Unfair. We had to build it, and it's in the middle of the fucking desert. No yeah, one wants to, and be no there. one, no one just raided that. Oh, and then Eisenhower, remember what what was it that he he knew aliens were abducting people and torturing them <laughs> with medical experiments and raping them by putting you know alien fetuses inside of women and all kinds of horrible stuff and he's fine with that but then when they started eating people that yeah, was that was the problem. that was the last straw you can't eat people then he was horrified <laughs> yeah but this other stuff is fine yeah but yeah it, it, 
It's all in the name of science. Eating, that's culinary. That's yeah, different. That's you don't need to eat. Yeah, you don't need to eat lane. us to learn about us. <laughs> that's true. So Sherry Schreiner, that's one of the most memorable because of just how stupid it was and brain dead it was and how much I didn't have to think while <laughs> researching the episode. That was yeah. very relaxing. My brain didn't do anything. <laughs> I think that's what was so impressive. So yeah. There's that. Yeah, it was pretty. One of my favorite memories was um, our third. It was our 43rd episode um, on the DMT uh, oh, yeah. side of the psychedelic cults. And one of the people we talked about was Chris Cantelmo and R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, maybe yeah. we don't. It's he's faked his death once before. I thought you were just saying R.I.P. Wasn't there no now our though, Discord I believe channel there's an like. actual government um, document showing. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. All right. I'll. Hey, if he's dead, good. Um, <laughs> but Aww. until I need to see, I need to see a body. I need to see a death certificate. Maybe it exists. I haven't seen it. Dylan has, has to, to do his to own our research. Discord, yeah, so we I'm don't doing know. my own research, but. So it was a very recent thing at the time that I kind of just happened to find. And Chris Cantelmo himself graced our Discord channel. Like it was like 24 hours. We just like, let's we're going to give him 24 hours to just say whatever he wants to say. <laughs> and there there was a subreddit um, again. I think it was like against Cantelmoism. And we told them, hey, like Chris Cantelmo's in our Discord right now. And they all all those guys came and they were all just fighting each other. <laughs> It was incredible. We actually have the transcript. Yeah, we still uh, got from it. Yeah, read the transcript. Read (laughs) the transcript. It's a perfect. It's a perfect transcript. It's a perfect transcript. It is a perfect. It was a perfect phone call. Perfect transcript. Um, but we had to finally get rid of him because do you remember he tried to like turn our Discord into a recruiting ground itself? Yeah, that's when we had had to finally delete it. I'm like, dude, I'm doing this. Cannot stand. Yeah, that's why I was like, let's give him 24 hours. (laughs) Yeah, basically do whatever he wants. But then, like, I got to go to work, and so I can't, like, watch it all yeah. the time. Very I was at consuming. work, and I was dealing, and I was actually typing to him. <laughs> hope, hope, uh, hope my employers aren't I think, listening. Yeah, I think one of my favorites was because he, one of the things, it's, like, on his list of, like, benefits of DMT, like, one of them is, like, you can commune with the gods and the aliens. But then the other benefit is that it can regrow hair. I, I love oh, just yeah. how that was on the list. Right. And he's. Forrest to mention this. He's like, hey, I need some help. I'm losing my hair. And Chris Cantamo <laughs> took a picture of himself and he is just bald, but he had this like little fuzzy patch on top of his head. And he was like, I didn't have that before I started vaping yeah. DMT. He said the puff is new. I'm going to just be so just rather go bald than have a puff. I would think. <laughs> Not Chris. Uh, he, oh, he loved that he puff. Loved that puff. <laughs> Hashtag love the puff. Love the puff. So as I understand it, he really did die, but... Um, again, I did my own research and maybe I was on DMT and wasn't in the best state of mind too. Well, that's when you do research, you gotta be, I usually prefer LSD, but that's fine. So here it is. This is the uh, Los Angeles County medical examiner, um, place of death, hiking trail, manner, suicide. And it does say cause sharp force injuries of neck and forearms. So that's not, Not and it's like, that's it. See, but it is interesting because it does show how scary mental illness is because Um, he did seem because the way he seemed was so cartoonish and over the top and ridiculous that there's a part of you that doesn't take him seriously. Right. Right. But in in a certain sense, he's kind of dead serious. Yeah. So that's like, what's really spooky is I think to, uh, people when they are, they, they are psychotic. They can sometimes appear like cartoon characters that kind of know that everything's kind of goofy, but not really. (laughs) But I thought mental illness is not real. Oh, well that we learned that. Yes. We learned that. Thomas Oz told us. All right, Brent. Uh, well, okay. So speaking of not using your mind at all, uh, we have Hell House here, which is actually a bonus episode of yep, ours. Another bonus. Um, it was about a Christian-themed haunted house 
you learn about the horrors of gay people, women who choose to have an abortion. And was it it's magic, uh, the gathering cards or wait, Dylan, yeah. is it just magic or wait? Is it role playing games like Magic and the Gathering? Yeah, I f- Magic I and forget. Gathering. Like, no, no. <laughs> I guess if you, you, that's kind of an inside joke, unless you're a patron, but you can listen to that. Yeah, they were, they didn't know how to say Magic the Gathering. They didn't <laughs> took, know the proper uh, name of those, of those edited cards. out of that documentary. Yeah. I loved how like they were, like they were portraying, like they had people portraying like rapes and like raves and all this like gross shit, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't have uh, a part of the house that was just too like, people pretending yeah. to be gay because right. oh no like they'll turn gay accidentally turn like gay. you know yep. if you kind of put them together in <laughs> yeah. that way but like oh yeah you could pretend to rape that girl that's perfectly kosher and that's perfectly yeah. fine that's not going to turn you into a rape so I don't know. <laughs> good logic a bit perfect. of a double standard <laughs> maybe. Scratcher there. anybody uh anybody does no one has alex jones the most painful uh series i i actually list? don't have alex list? jones as one of my fondest oh. memories i have to i have a great i think we have so many memories of alex jones in general that it's just yeah, it's oversaturated our brains yeah, yeah. that's true so, that's just because we are we ogs when it comes yeah, with yeah alex jones we knew him before he was a thing yeah that's yeah. true so because we, maybe for a bonus episode we'll talk about the dark days <laughs> when we supported ron paul i think that would be. <laughs> oh the, the dark days the dark, we dark all days. we all make mistakes let's just remember that let's just remember that before we judge take the log nope. out of your eye before you look at the spec in mind that's What's, all i ask yeah because they're, now they're going to deplatform us because like well you know they say like nice liberal things but before they were these ron paul races <laughs> so now we're not supporting you and the cancel ndcio that's yeah. what's I have every every it. issue of Lou Rockwell's Ron Paul <laughs> report or whatever. Where it's like, man, this is like I wonder why people associate libertarians with anti-Semitism. That's real weird. And then like, oh, oh it's wow. all the evidence. <laughs> look at the evidence. I think there was a New York Times article that dig deep into the uh, backstory of Ron Paul's racist newsletters. And part of it was Murray Rothbard and Lou Rockwell. It was kind of one of those unholy alliances almost the way thomas zaws teamed up with scientology yeah yeah it was the same kind of thing like they're not really like what i would call passionate racists let's just say that <laughs> but they were willing to team up with these kind of neo-confederate types because they were the only ones that were like receptive to the anti-federal government message of ron paul so the idea was well like we'll use these people to basically platform us and so they made a bunch of Newsletters. When Ron Paul says, like, I didn't read those newsletters, I, I believe him. But it's still be it, the problem with like Ron Paul then is like, well, shouldn't you know yeah. what your underlings yeah. are doing? Exactly. You know what I mean? That's like it doesn't it doesn't like just let you off the hook. But uh, that's like running. a That's like owning a factory. And then it produces like sarin gas and being like, I don't I didn't hey, I don't know yeah. what was going on in there. Like, that's not an excuse. <laughs> I don't know anything about this Cyclone B. <laughs> Nobody knew. How could I have known this? But for me, I would say so. The Alex Jones, my favorite, was the Bohemian Grove um, film well, that course. you you covered. It's like they're pretending to be elitists. They're role playing. <laughs> my favorite part. I can't. I can't protect your beautiful femininity from the goblins. Well, there was yeah. a line like so that. romantic. Your beautiful femininity from the, from the goblins. You better stay here, sweet cheats. And then like trying to figure out how to get into Bohemian Grove. And then the dude who's been there is like, you just walk in. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You can just, there's no one. It's Alex like Jones, I didn't believe him. watching. Yeah. And so it was like, no, he's part of it. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uh, John Ronson, who did the documentary, he said that like Alex Jones was so paranoid that it started to rub off on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. And he's like, maybe he thinks I'm part of the new world order. It's like, oh, no. 
But uh, yeah, Alex Jones. I don't have many fond memories of Alex no. Jones. I'm kind of just sick of Alex Jones. It was it was better back in the day. Back in the day, it was more yeah. fun. That's what Dylan you said the other day. Like when things were fun. Yeah, when things were funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. they're not so much funny. When the same joke is played over and over again, 24 hours a day. No, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So what else do I have? I would say, oh, I we mentioned this before the podcast, but. The Russia investigation episodes have held up really well, which is good. You guys had a very even-handed take on that. But so here's the thing. Dylan and Brent did the Russia Gate episodes. That was before I joined the podcast. And they also did one later um, together when I was on the podcast, but had to go on vacation or something. I don't remember what, what why I missed it. But they covered Brian Colfidge and were wrong. And yes. I think you owe Mr. Colfidge an apology. He got Mexico to pay for the wall. That Yeah, that's true. And... Uh, yeah, he now he's did. gonna sue me because I'm saying yeah, false no, things yeah, too. Right. It but, kept going, yeah. yeah, it kept going back and forth because I was, I had, we, we had a wall watch, yeah, the kind of page, watch. like hashtag wall watch, which is confusing because I think it was during the end of Game of Thrones. People were like, "What's happening in Game yeah, of Thrones?" Like yeah, going yeah. to Arden Undercutter. Sorry, although, no although, <laughs> have we looked into it further? Because there's <laughs> nope. no, there's no, there's no way this is just a clean. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that was the thing. It's like, oh, they're gonna build it, and then they actually did build it. And then, but, oh, they were like sued. And then like, oh, the city said you can't do it. Then they said that you could do it. And then they like, they built the wall in such a way that like the like border control people couldn't actually access. <laughs> and uh, so they're like, you have to build a door. You can't just like block. It's like cement dooring like your, your entrance to your work. Like you just can't do that, you know? Um, and so there was a problem there. And then I just stopped following it because it got boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know what the status of the wall is. All the other evil shit he did is totally just 100% yeah, yeah. right. The other stuff like, you is know, so like that's so yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Colvage. But he did is, at least build like maybe five feet of wall. So give him that. That's okay. true. Some walls have been constructed <laughs> by the help of Brian Colvage. I will say that. That's, that's it. You Did you like that? Uh, that was an under called news, which was like a whole series we had with like I think five, maybe. Total? Yeah, I think so. We did but did you like those. that better than, well, the one you, you actually presented to us, which was the Jonathan Kahn, yes. not spelled C-O-N. I love C-A-H-N, that one. Yeah. H-N, I read that story in the New York Times and I, these days, because there's just so much news I want to get through, I just usually skim stories. Yeah. But that's one of the few articles where it's like I read it all the way through because yeah, it just yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> the Harbinger. And we want to uh, yeah. shout out one of the things I noted is we want to shout out Sam Kestenbaum. He yeah, the, he does uh, great work. Yeah. He does great work, kind of like religion, weird religious based stuff uh, for the New York Times. He shouted us out many times. And so uh, check out his work. He did a really interesting, I think Keanu was the psychic that he happened to track down. If you go to, if you live in New York City, Keanu's flyers are everywhere. And no one really knew what Keanu looked like, but he tracked her down. Lots of interesting reporting from Sam Kesterbaum. He's, to me, like the best type of journalist where, so here's an absurd subject. We're going to talk about it, but we do talk about it in an objective, even-handed way. But the absurdity just comes out. Yeah, <laughs> by, exactly. By, again, like by just sheer necessity. It, <laughs> it has to be, it is absurd. And so like the objectivity actually brings it out. So, yeah. But uh, his writing is very good. And it's, it's, it's got kind of like a, a little slight kind of like winking to it um, in it, too, which is good. Yeah, certainly. But, but uh, for the most, yeah, he's he's a I would say a very good, very good journalist. Yeah. If you like our stuff, you'll definitely enjoy reading his uh, pieces for The New York yes. Times again. Very Sam Kestenbaum. One of my favorite of the news episodes was uh, with uh, Pete Hegseth not washing his hands because yes. he doesn't believe in germs, but also yes. Serge Benhayon. I think that was. Ooh, that's that was, an evil fuck. Yeah, yeah, that was the first episode where we really got some traction. We got a lot of Australian fans after that because yeah. um, uh, Esther Rocket was the defector who really kind of nailed him to the wall because he sued her for defamation because she was saying, here's all the evil shit he's doing. 
Serge Ben Hayon, uh, the Universal Medicine. Yeah, I yeah, believe was yeah, the name. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. And he sued her for defamation. And then the jury said, well, the problem with this is that everything she said is true. And so you can't defame someone if it's true. Um, and she and then, reached out to us. And yeah. yeah and yeah. so she shouted us out. We kind of connected with her on social media. Um, and so that was super fun. We got some emails from like former cult members or people who whose family members have been sucked into universal medicine. And so they really enjoyed the episode, which was really nice to. Yeah, to find that was, out that was really nice. I was, I actually wasn't there for that episode with that. You got, you yeah, that, that you one, know, but. it's weird. I was just listening to that one too. And that's the episode. It's interesting. Cause we never did anything like this before. We actually like shotgun approached that, that episode with a bunch of like little news stories at yeah, the beginning. Because, you remember that? Um, it's like, the guy from Talk Talk yes, died, which that, is really sad. But it was like the fake sex doctor who conned the media into publicizing his bizarre research oh, on suicide, I, I butt fisting, and bestiality. <laughs> I totally the whole forgot title. about that guy. The, the fake, the yeah, the Gizmodo. fake sex doctor. Yeah, um, that was also the Facebook. Yep. Again, I think this is twenty. Is this twenty eighteen? I this, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. This would be um, episode twenty seven. Everything episode, just blurs. No, sorry. Well, twenty seven. That's twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah. Hexeth, yeah, whatever. Be we make up it's twenty nineteen. Yeah, it, it would have been because anything um passed when I joined because I joined in like February two thousand nineteen. Yeah, or yeah. March around and nineteen because said uh, our first episode was set of a contest and that was nineteen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, it was that one. It was the KKK guy from Michigan, right? That's right. Who just yeah, died? Black, actually, oh, now that I think African about American it, I forgot. Children. Yeah, he was yeah. a. He was a black guy who became like the president of the National yeah. Socialist Movement somehow. It was very. Yeah, like, he, he, got he tricked story, his way into it. Somehow. Yeah, it was yeah. very unclear. Like he says, he says the like the the former president was starting to feel um, like guilty about his past. And so he gave it to him to destroy it. But then the other guy was like, no, he tricked me. It was a very strange story. But yeah, very recently that um, gentleman passed away. It was like the Dave Chappelle skit come yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. And, and then there was the Smollett Facebook too. moderators. Yeah, those Facebook that, moderators yep. uh, yeah. who have to, you know, who just like have to sit in a room and just watch all the most so evil, terrible. corrosive bullshit. <laughs> like the stuff that you don't get to see on Facebook, they have to watch. That's just their entire lives. And then there's like one of them got converted to 9-11. Yeah. One of them flat Earthers. Flat yeah. Earth. And then yeah. Holocaust denial. Like one of them became a Holocaust denial. Yeah, that's that's denial. a bad one. You shouldn't deny that. No, flat like, Earth. I know that Flat Earth is talked about a lot. Do you think we'll ever cover Flat Earth? On well, we Earth? covered Expanding Earth. That was we fun. did cover Expanding Earth. Which is, um, it, that's 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 the thing. That's a little. Like, flat yeah. Earth is ordinary. Expanding Earth is <laughs> not ordinary. <laughs> it's a little yeah, exotic. it's becoming ordinary, which is sad. I'm not going <laughs> to rule out Flat Earth. I'm going to say that. I won't rule oh, it out. We'll have to make it special, though, is all I'm going to say, because that's what we're all about. It's truly amazing. We will cover. I think speaking of like you this, can perform experiments at home to prove it's not. Bad. I do have like um, I think I told you guys I have. A well, crate. no, but you're you can only do that if you assume that gravity exists, but gravity clearly does oh, not exist. I, that's yeah, the other one. I forgot that's about the, that. Yeah, that's cover the move. Anti-gravity. Not yeah, yeah. It's all buoyancy or density or something. Honestly. Speaking you, Dylan, you barely mentioned. <laughs> You barely mentioned our longest series ever set of a contest. Yes. The five parter. Yeah. I, that's actually one of my <laughs> favorite series we've ever lessons. done. Yeah. Um, I know me too. We get so much hate on YouTube. That's probably our number one source of hate. I never would have thought that that know, would be right? the main source of hate. Would have been <laughs> set of like a Alex Jones or something like that would be. Yeah. Around. You know what? Yeah. It is. It is some of the more really obscure stuff where there's a few adherents to yeah. something where, where, they're more likely to find our stuff because we're the only ones talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> And that's right. why. That's a good point. Yeah. Which again, probably probably is proof that we should go for the most unordinary things ever <laughs> because that's the only thing that gets traction. A and also, too. what's great, I mean... From nerds. Yeah, I just think it's incredible because like we were able to kind of paint the whole history of this weird idea 
And there was so much, there was, there's one, uh, one of our patron, uh, patrons on Patreon, uh, uh, David Ferreira, you know, he, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, talking to him and he kind of, he discovered us through the study of a constant episode. He's always been interested in that. Mm -hmm. And, um, he was talking about how he loves the boring stuff. He loves like the weird nitty gritty details. And so do I, that's like one of my favorite things. And so with the set of a contest, you get into like all the canon law and all the kind of the liturgy and all these like legal documents and all this like weird precedent. Cause like the Catholic church is basically a government. (laughs) And so you have to like dig into all this stuff and it's, it's incredible. Um, and there's nothing, there's nothing better than a whole like insane bureaucracy built on nonsense. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's like, imagine like all, like imagine playing, like you thought D and D was real. I mean, that's basically where like, Oh, I have to follow all these rules. Like I have to roll a D 20 in order to like eat breakfast. That's basically, you know, what the kind of Catholic church is like. Um, don't want guitars and mass and you definitely don't want to not speak Latin. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta speak Latin. It's important. No, you said that's what the Catholic church is, is like, it's not the real Catholic church. We gotta be like very clear. Yeah. I wrote because it's, it's funny. I actually, as part of my research, I went to mass, which I haven't done twice. I went to mass twice, which I haven't done in probably like two decades uh, or like maybe a decade. Dylan with Norvis Odo. You didn't go to the, wait, let's put it this way. This is how bad of bad a Catholic Dylan is. He didn't go to mass for two decades, but he did partake in Ramadan. That is something (laughs) that did for one day. I think (laughs) uh, um, wasn't with your uh, relatives. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We did Ramadan. Yeah. And I just, I I did it for one day. I just couldn't do it because I'm too fat. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's just intermittent fasting. So everyone's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. As if this first. Yeah. But they don't, they don't have the blessing of Allah. It's (laughs) very, it's very different. Yeah, it is very different. different. But, um, so yeah, the first mass I went to, there was a cat, there's a Catholic church kind of right up my street. And, you know, there's a few problems right away. First, you know, not in Latin. They're mm, not doing the Latin not, right. Not good. You More importantly, the, side of that the music. These are not Catholic. <laughs> uh, the music involved a guitar, which oh, was that God. was I knew this was distortion or no. It was clean, right? Thank God. It was clean. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, no they're not distortion. Going they're not yeah. probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, good point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So then I went to. So there are a bunch of set of accomplished churches near me, but I was kind of. I was kind of worried about going there because mm-hmm. I, you know, I was you don't going, look, you don't really look like you're just a big to see there. Yeah. Like I would ha- it was like, I would have to dress up and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to, I, I, I don't want them to really know I exist. Um, <laughs> but I did find a, there is a Catholic church that does like the traditional Latin rite, Um, and so I, I went to that and it was just, it's in this beautiful church and this beautiful, but the acoustics are so terrible. So everything's in Latin. So I already can't, I just can't. Okay. I can't engage with it because I don't know what they're saying. And it's like echoey. Mm-hmm. And so like even the English, I just can't hear. So I'm just sitting there like recording. And I just couldn't stay awake just because <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. Like I couldn't like at least like the first mass, like I could hear what they were saying <laughs> and the sermon was interesting. Um, and there was like something to like engage with. So like, I think that like, if I was going to be a Catholic, it would be that first one. I, I have to admit, I wouldn't be a set of a contest. Um, <laughs> you know, I, are I you saying be- they're wrong? Don't you? <laughs> I'm saying they're harder say to hear. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, as long as the highlight, uh, the highlight for me for for that whole series, I know it's like a little selfish. Was the Pope Michael? Yes, that was the the documentary. Peace be upon him. Wasn't he um, r- running his organization out of like he a small room with his, his mom mom's as his house? Mom's house. Yep. Yes, his name is David Bowden. Um, his name is Pope Michael. I'm sorry, what am I saying, <laughs> dude? I just like I dropped character for a second. There. He's infallible. No, he lives in Topeka, Kansas with his mother. And um, I think he was ordained in a thrift store. It was a pawn yeah, shop. Yeah, like, I think maybe? his dad owns a thrift store. And I think that's where it happened. Him and it was, it was funny because there was like six people 
six people total. Yeah. Um, three of the six people were um, the former David Bowen and his two parents. <laughs> and then the other three people, it was like this other woman. It was like him and this other woman like teamed up to find a new Pope. Yeah. And then like once he became Pope Michael, like she and the other two people just immediately broke off and were just like, no, because that's yeah, the one thing fractured. we learned about set of a contest is like they're, they're you're not fracturing. You're yeah, not they're splitters. A set of contest. Yeah. Um, and so now it's just, it's he just did, he uh, bowed in or whatever. I'm sorry. Pope Michael did a, like, he tended a cone, right? He went to uh, Lefebvre's like, like seminary in a cone. I thought he did. Like, he was part of, way yeah, back. he was yeah. part of the, um, the St. Pius the 10th. Yes. Organization. Yeah. But then he was like, even they weren't enough for him because they are, <laughs> officially not set of a contest like Lefebvre definitely played with it um a lot of people a lot of the haters kind of denied they were like no Lefebvre wasn't a set of a contest it's like you can't deny that he played around with it and that he said a few things that were kind of in that direction um he officially wasn't but you can't deny that um but the same Pius X now especially is very much not a set of a contest and they're anti set of a contest um, but they are still very traditional and they're kind of very anti Vatican II. Um, but not enough for Pope Michael. I think we should also talk about Lyndon LaRouge. Now, I want to say if there's anybody out there listening, because I know so many people are listening to this, um, that's a James Bond screen, screenwriter for, <laughs> for the next Albert Broccoli production <laughs> or Barbara Broccoli. Look into the history of Lyndon LaRouge and model your James Bond villain off of him because <laughs> yes. that is the perfect Bond villain for sure. <laughs> I can already see it like there's this economic collapse and in Britain, they elect a Lyndon LaRouge type character <laughs> to be the prime minister. Yes. And it's perfect because now MI6 has to like go against their, they're the deep state and they have to go against the Lyndon LaRouge That's a good regime. I think that would be a, yeah. a, a great story because I've never seen that. You've never seen a James Bond movie where the British government becomes like yeah, the villain. I think good. that would be. That would yeah, be, that would be super interesting. And, and maybe like MI6. Well, first off, it'd be like James Bond like doesn't agree with it because he knows the Lyndon LaRouge guy is really bad. <laughs> so he, he's got to go rogue. But the thing is, James Bond always goes rogue. That's <laughs> double rogue. Yeah, yeah, double O rogue. <laughs> It's always like it's every James Bond movie. It's like this time he's he's breaking off and he's going rogue. And this is personal. It's like, dude, it's like every single James Bond movie. It's just he always goes rogue. Are you it's like twice, why is he not fired yet? Yeah, <laughs> it's like twice baked potatoes, like twice baked rogue. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I love because um, Lyndon LaRouche was definitely on our radar kind of from the beginning. But then he died, which uh, was a great opportunity. It was a great opportunity. <laughs> R.I.P. Just wasn't, kidding. Wasn't he like 800 years old or yeah. something? He was 96? He died peacefully in his sleep. Jesus Christ. Yeah, died peacefully in his sleep. A fitting end <laughs> to what's such a wonderful person. <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm just glad he got to share a, a cell with uh, Jim Baker. Yeah, we learned about that slot bucket, man. Diploma mill man. Yeah, master himself. When I read that, when I read that, because I was doing research for the this series, and when I saw Jim Baker was his cellmate. <laughs> I said, well, this is clear evidence we live in a simulation because <laughs> this is too perfect for like our podcast. This is it's, there's no way someone someone tweaked, tweaked, the, tweaked the world for me just for that. Yeah. Just for that laugh. And I, I remember one of the hardest, I think one of the hardest parts to deliver on the podcast ever was him talking about Henry Kissinger. Mm. I think, oh, man, having to read. It's just it's 
vitriolically anti-Semitic. Yes. And no, anti-homophobic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, sorry. not, not anti-homophobic. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. homophobic. Vitriolic, yeah. uh, homo- vitriolically homophobic, whatever. But it just, it was... It, you, it was so extreme that you just can't take it at face value. And so yeah. I think it was Brent was reading most of that stuff. And it's we had to do many takes because you couldn't get through it because it was so that, absurd. Yeah. It was like 30. It was like less than a minute of like actual like recording. And it took us like 10, 15 <laughs> minutes. We just couldn't handle it. The, the stuff was because, so, yeah, it was so extreme. Yeah, it just made me, and the, we should probably talk about how we had to like defend henry kissinger which is which was wow. amazing yeah which like uh then we had to defend i've defended putin yeah how's it say you roy cone of roy cone we had the we not trump yet, yet. I, i'm not, i'm wow. working my way Thank up to God. that one we'll, we'll get there like okay sure. this media story got this a little wrong about trump okay <laughs> there it is i feel like yeah i feel like when he when stole we... he stole five billion not five million five hundred thousand okay <laughs> come on let's get it right here <laughs> I think, well, honestly, don't you think one of the most difficult things to talk about? I mean, like in all seriousness, was like the Sandy Hook thing. It was like, oh, Jesus, like yeah. Well, Sandy Hook is Sandy yeah, Hook is, just is like for sure the dark. the most disgusting yeah, thing how I've, treated, I've probably how come Alex across on the whole thing. Whole thing. I mean, to imagine your children are killed, yeah. by a by a fucking psycho at an elementary school <laughs> of all places, and then you're dealing with that, and then people are attacking you for being part of the conspiracy and some of them Thinking, had to leave their yeah. home and they were like on the run because of all the death threats they got. That is just, there's something just so horrible about yeah. that. That it's like, that's like a, a nightmare. I couldn't imagine yeah. that happening. You know, I mean, that's yeah. It's horrible. I don't think there's anything worse than no. that. And I think I mentioned too, it's like, it's as if, um, like I, I mentioned this before, the Sandy Hook parents, they're very well-spoken and very, polite and very um intelligent and i think part of that like leads to this perception that they're like in on it the way almost you see in elite media circles the way anderson cooper talks can't be real he can't be legit no he's he's, he's, he's just, just educated smart. and smart <laughs> like it could be that that's an that, option. like that's the way yeah exactly that, they, there's this idea out there that if you if you're able to talk lucidly coherently um you don't have a lot of brain farts then you are part of it. Like you're this, you're like an actor and you're not legitimate, I guess. You're just a trained politician. Right. There's this, that, that kind of idea out there. And like when I'm watching the Sandy Hook parents, they all are, they all just happen to be very like educated and well-spoken. And I think that that leads to this perception that they're like, they're in on it. And that's yeah, like, yeah. that's like a new level of horror to the whole thing. It's like, you're punished for being intelligent. <laughs> you're punished for having your kids murdered at a school at, at an elementary school. I mean, and then your kids were also killed. So it's like three Jesus. levels of absolute horror. So yeah. it's just like, I don't know. It's just too much, but they're winning lawsuits. So that's good. Good. Yeah. I hope they win every lawsuit Win every lawsuit. Yeah. And I hope they bankrupt Alex Jones to zero. Like I hope they take all his fucking money. Beautiful. And so with that, we're coming at you from 2019 and you'll be listening to this in 2020. And so I, I'm very excited for all the series. I mean, we have some series right out the bat that are going to be incredible. So from your point of view, where you're standing on January 7th, our you know first main series will come out January 10th on Friday. Our first bonus episode of 2020 will be coming out. And with that, we are done with 2019.